0: Welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation podcast. Today is Saturday the 10th of December. And it is a beautiful day. It's It's friggin' sun has been bright in a cloudless sky all day long. And I'm just coming back from a two-hour gym session at Planet Fitness, just focusing on me. Ran three miles. Ran walked three miles, some intervals, hills. Stretched big time. <clears throat> I did some kettlebell stuff. Did some more stretching. Walked around, looked apart. Now, hit my favorite farmer's market, R&J. It's always a beautiful day at R&J. Hit the beer store. Got a four-pack of <coughs> this uh, double IPA from Other Half, which is a brewery, I'm told, that has... It's out of New York originally. It's got some Philadelphia location now. So... It's a kind of like a premium brewery. <clears throat> Take that to mean that four pack is like $25. But it is Christmas time, so just trying new things. Settle in with a nice meal and a couple beers tonight, you know? Last night we watched, as a family, we watched uh, Paul Ballart Mall Cop 2. That was pretty funny. I like stupid comedies like that, you know? Plus, Paul Blart. He reminds me of somebody. That is very near and dear to me, but... He's got this exact same fucking personality. Kind of, like, nicest guy you'll ever meet. A little bit stupid. A little bit brilliant. Quirky personality. Looks a little bit like... Paul Blart certainly acts like him. So uh, that's funny. <clears throat> oh, so here we go, man. I'm 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 heading by the way to the Unami Creek where I'm going to fucking immerse myself with a two hour workout under my belt. Ran three fucking miles. Exerted. Now I'm going to bathe in the friggin' East Branch of the, or the West Branch of the Perkyome, whatever the fuck body of water is, right after uh, the Rising Sun Restaurant. So that's gonna happen in about two minutes. A couple minutes to talk about a couple things. You know how I like to ramble on, so I'm gonna try to keep it short and sweet. And I can resume after I get back in the car. I'm back in Black Betty here I'm gonna keep the freaking truck running and I'm going to keep the heat on to warm my chilly body <clears throat> I got a towel in the back seat I'll wrap myself up with that let's see so I had a friend reach out to me last over the last couple days asked me what I thought about the uh, prisoner swap with Russia so we've always been at odds with Russia correct? We got the war in Ukraine. We got fucking Cold War. Thankfully, none of us died in a terrible nuclear fallout. Of course, the Japanese can't say the same, right? Poor folks. So, they arrested this women's NBA player a year ago, I guess. She was competing in Russia... In her luggage they found a vape cartridge. Marijuana. It's illegal over there. So they put her in jail for almost a fucking year. Moved her around. Put her in a penal colony. Like she was just in like a little city jail. Or county jail. Whatever their equivalent is over there. And they put her in a goddamn penal colony. She's like a 7 foot tall woman. Black. In a very Caucasian country. Doesn't speak the language. Terrible. She'll write a book, but certainly traumatic. Terrible. So we traded her because she's wrongfully imprisoned. She's imprisoned in Russia on a bullshit charge—fucking weed, right? We traded this her for this guy, Victor Bout. Which there are movies made about. And of course, movies are often embellished, but it sounds like the guy, he ran like a, a small, air cargo, business. <clears throat> Apparently, among his cargo was weaponry. He might have, if if the U.S. was anything, in, in truth, to the, what the U.S. has claimed, it's like the guy, you know, he was a freaking legendary weapons dealer who dropped um, you know all kinds of arms and armament into places like in, in the various places where civil wars were raging or con- various conflicts were underway. Apparently he even traded some, um, some surface-to-air missiles or something like that falls into the wrong hands, next thing you know, somebody's shooting down planes. So, he was detained, it sound like, in Thailand, trying to broker a deal for that. He was extradited to the U.S. for these types of crimes. And he's been in an American prison ever since, for a decade. Now, the Russian people and the Russian state would have everyone believe that he is just wrongfully imprisoned, he's like a political prisoner, you know, he's not what we say he is. So who knows what the fucking truth is, you know? Russia does seem like a very sinister, sinister, dark place. I mean, not the people, but the government, I'm like, it really some fucking characters over there. I'm not under any illusions that we are the brightest bulbs or that our motivations are all the purest. We all know that's not the case. But Jesus Christ. So, question there's a former Marine that is also imprisoned in Russia. Apparently the guy, he was a top security um, person for like a an auto parts company. Is that possible? So he's in Russia on business and he's mistaken as a spy. Now, we would say that that's bullshit, that he's just wrongfully imprisoned and completely harmless guy. Who the fuck knows what the case is, but they accused him of being of espionage. So that's not good. So they're pretty serious, seem pretty firm on keeping him in jail. Maybe you do another prisoner swap down the road, but so people are sore because <clears throat> we boosted the fucking women's NBA star, Brittany Grimer, Reiner from prison, but we left the former Marine over there. And this is going to be like the accusation is then that Biden, you know, he cares more about this black woman who's a sports figure than he cares about an American military individual. And look, I I can see why people feel that way. Yeah, we want to bring our our POWs home. We want to bring anybody who's wrongfully imprisoned, we want to bring them home. We have to understand that there's different circumstances that land people in prison. So we've got in in Brittany Griner, we have an an athlete who's over there competing who has a drug on her person and it's illegal and she should pay for that. know, if she's in that country, she shouldn't be a fucking idiot and have weed on her. She fucked up, you know, is, can we, you know, can we bring her home, you know, (laughs) can we not imprison her for a year for having a a vape cartridge or whatever? I just think that that's a little excessive. So here I am. There's, there's my creek right there. I've been looking at that creek and coming down here with the dogs for so long. If you remember the day that uh, Momi, Sophie our uh, chocolate lab a couple just a couple years ago. not two years ago she passed. We brought her down here for her last swim and she was her legs were falling out. We're you know letting her down a little bit when she was clearly suffering. But we brought her down here, and she rallied a little bit, and she seemed like herself, and Mandy and the kids started crying. Hmm. And we took her to the vet, had her put down. It was fucking terrible. But man, I love that dog. I keep her in my heart and my head. Carry her around everywhere with me. I love you there, Momer. This is the spot. This is one of our favorite spots. And that tree right there, I watched it from the bark is dying, it's an ash, and it's withering away over the course of years, slowly but surely, good wind, some rains, some stormy conditions, that's going to be falling over. Curiously, they don't cut it down, it's right next to this uh, water treatment plant, wherever the fuck it is, North Penn Water Authority. So, um, anyway, I'm here, so I'm going to hop out in a moment and go freaking, go do this, but let's continue this conversation real quick, I'll be a decidedly different person when I crumb out of that fucking water, I'll tell you that right now, I'm going to try to do a couple minutes in there and get down to my neck, there's a nice, it's, it's really shallow and then it goes down into like a, I don't know, four foot so I can sit down in that. Dunk myself. Dry off. Done. Rinse and repeat. I already did uh, three cycles of Wim Hof breathing at the gym. So that was good. So as I was saying, you got this, you got this prisoner swap thing. I certainly can appreciate why people would be angry. As a former Marine, my buddy used that context. As a former Marine, are you, you know how do you feel about them bringing home this women's NBA star instead of this guy who has been in prison wrongfully for 10 years? Well, I feel terrible about that. And I think they should all, anybody who's wrongfully imprisoned from anywhere care is the guy, Victor bout who knows if he's a fucking piece of shit, then it's a shame that we had to give him up. It seems like it was a bad deal, right? Like we, human beings are human beings and they mean they have intrinsic value to our society. Um, If Brittany Griner was not a uh, women's NBA star, would we care as much? Maybe not. Probably not. She's gotten a lot of press. I don't know. know, I would never go to these fucking places, you know what I mean? If I knew I was going to, like, some crazy communist country where they have funky laws, I I would be... Stay, staying on the freaking tour bus we're getting on the flight with the team with the management with any sort of you know without any contraband. So she definitely fucked up. I don't know if she needs to be used as a political pawn and it's a shame that the other guy couldn't get out as well and you know we're talking about we're trying to we're trying to like um, make comparisons right? Like what is the value of these where the value of these people? not as people necessarily, right, for politically, it's for like political purpose, right, is this guy an actual spy, somebody's, if somebody uh, was was, uh, accused of being a spy from Russia, would we, in the US, what would we do, would we um, imprison them here, and keep them here for a long time, I'm sure we do underhanded fucked up shit too, it's crazy, it's absolutely crazy, but I will ultimately say that I believe that the circumstances are different. You know, um, it sounded like it was a one-for-one one prison swap and the, the Victor Bout, it was going to always going to be Victor Bout for this WNBA star. And somebody who's, you know, so it's a one-for-one. One. Can't get both for two-for-one. They want to negotiate what they felt was a, a fair deal and and they're a bunch of fucking scumbags. So they're messing with human lives there. They're bartering with human lives. Um, there's, a just, there's justice and, you know, and all that stuff. We're trying to find that in this world still. Talk about justice and what's fair and what's legal and all that stuff. But there's still doubt on some of those things. They say America is one of the places where in the world where... You know our legal system is is the adoration of the world because it it is actually it does mean something. You can't just imprison somebody for nothing, and there are people that you know are trying to fight back and make sure that the laws are adhered to. But it also seems like is a very litigious, um, underhanded. You know how the fuck is somebody like a, a Donald Trump? You know, with all the accusations cast and all the evidence that there is. Or whoever. Anybody who's famous and gets you know, these famous cases where somebody disappears and, um, you know, Bill Cosby, shit like that. This guy gets his, you know, he's a 90-year-old man almost, and he's he's getting more of a day in court than most anyone else would. Um... Anyway, I don't know what's fair. I don't know what's just. But I'm happy to have Brittany Griner back on American soil. And um, I hope we can get this Marine back. You know, you can't be pissed off, though, folks. If you think that Joe Biden said, hey, you know, just we'll take, we'll get the girl back. We, we're not looking. All right, I understand you, you, you want to keep him over there. Uh, just keep him then. We, we need Brittany back. Fuck this other guy. You know, you think that he said anything like that or that he doesn't want this guy back on American soil. Nuts. They should try harder. They should do whatever needs to be done um, to get him back. Um, but again, I don't know what the real circumstances were of him going over there and operating over there, you know, doing business over there and why they think that he's what evidence they have against him, you know. We just know this girl got a fucking, had a vape cartridge in her, in her luggage, so enough about that. I'll tackle this next topic once I get back out of the drink here, okay? Hold on. All right, I have returned. With that sun setting in the west. Just over the... Our nearby northeast extension there. This highway I can see. People coming and going. From the Lehigh Valley. I walked into the fucking creek. There's a root that sticks out. That you can, it serves as like a step. Got a little spring to it. But it's a thick enough root. It's not going to let me down. I grabbed the a branch from the same tree that was dangling probably about seven foot eight foot above me <clears throat> or up the tree, and you could tell that had been snapped where it connected to the main trunk of the tree. That somebody else had used it as a you know, it's like a rope to help lower themselves down. So I stepped down to the bank, maybe two foot below, <clears throat> as opposed to. Trying to precariously edge my way down the bank, which transitions from grass to mud pretty quickly. And then I was standing on the rocky bottom two, four, six inches into the cold, clear water. And then I was a foot in and next thing you know, I'm knees. And I walked up to my butt cheeks. And I just stood out there, bare-chested. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. I didn't know if I was going to go down to my neck. It was fucking freezing cold. i I got to bring a temperature gauge in there. Chilly, chilly, willy. So uh, I eventually adapted and kind of... And I kinda of leaned on that sun that was was hitting me right in the chest. And I slowly lowered down to my shoulders. You know how there's different parts of your body that feel that are temperature sensitive, right? My legs have always been not very temperature sensitive. I don't get squeamish about you know, I'll wear shorts in the wintertime, don't do shit like that. But my upper body, once you get to the to your uh, your lower abdomen and your low back, right, that you can really feel that temperature there, right, and as you go up your flanks, your rib cage, all that stuff, that temperature hits it pretty freaking, feels great in the hot shower, right, or in the hot tub, and it feels terrible, you know, like, that's why everybody raises their arms when they go in, and they, like, get up on your tippy toes, right, like, I don't know if I could do this. And I slowly lowered down until my shoulders were there. And I put my mic... Your, your hands, you know, it doesn't feel good when you get your hands freezing cold, right? So you had a snowball fight or something like that. And let me tell you something. I'm going to fucking... First snowfall, significant snowfall, I'm going to peg you right in the goddamn head. I really want somebody to pay in the form of a snowball fight. I want to fucking get that. Somebody who really deserves it. Peg them right in the fucking head. Knock their glasses up. Hey, my fucking snowball. To ambush people, you know, not in a negative, not in a bad way. I just want—I think it'd be funny, make you feel like a kid again. So uh, here I am. Your hand, my hands are freaking freezing cold. So I kind of had them up out of the water, and I finally, the rest of me, I was—I was under to my neck, and I kind of got in crisscross applesauce down there in that little deep aspect of the creek. I spied a little in the in the chilly depths. I spied a little uh, crayfish, and I wondered if it was still still alive. It is. It's fucking freezing cold. It don't feel like doing much. Cold drops your metabolism down, you know. If you're in it long enough if you're in it for a short period of time, it jacks up your metabolism, right? Because your body's trying to stay warm. Of these fish and other creatures in the water makes them sleepy. They just want to fucking not do much. And then when the temperatures heat up, they warm up in the spring. That's when Arab's like, oh my God, it's time to get out and swim faster. Hey, look, there's some things to eat in here. Isn't that great? So, as I pull out of this little North Penn Water Authority spot off of Green Hill Road, there's my spot. People could probably see me in there and be like, that fucking guy's crazy, man. But it felt good. I didn't know how long I was going to be able to do it, you know. I didn't know if it was going to be like, okay, let me just go under real quick and, and scurry out of here, but I didn't. I stayed up to my neck for probably three minutes and I walked out like a man, my head held high, my nipples erect. And it felt damn good. And now I got a bunch of perishables in the back here <clears throat> from the r Farmers Market. Got some fresh rolls, like whole wheat and some chicken salad that they make so well. I'm gonna have a little chicken salad sandwich I feel refreshed from that freaking cold water dip. Why would I do that? Okay, it's a question you might have. I mentioned this dude Wim Hof before, right? So Wim Hof, he's like a freaking Dutch daredevil. His thing is he's like a guru. So he he's very sensible though. His thing is cold exposure and a breathing regimen. And uh, he feels that the cold, that there's science that that supports that the cold. By going into it, by exposing yourself in measured doses to the cold, you are inoculating yourself. All right, You are resetting your autonomic nervous system, which is your fight-or-flight rest and digest. In other words, people are scared of all kinds of shit and a lot of small things. People are scared of a lot of small things out there. You really think about it. I right, talk about how our, our, our biggest fears are, are seldom realized. Right, So stop being a pussy you know get in there take a fucking dip do a little polar plunge and you can get out but it refreshes you it kind of resets you now I'm like invigorated you know I had a good workout I cooled down in the, the freaking creek I'm out in nature I got the sun on me <clears throat> the water's flowing over me and now I pull into my little house and it's warm in there and my family's there all the people that I love in this world Um, at least my immediate family, they're in there. And there's a little bit of rosemary still growing in my, uh, my grow bags here. I'm going to make some, now I'm going to make some butter, some seasoned butter with that. It's going to be delicious. Um. So let me, so that's pretty good. So. Resets your autonomic nervous system. <clears throat> it can reduce inflammation. It can jack up your immune response as well. <clears throat> so it's something that you should absolutely do. I mean, at the very least, you do it for the on the stress basis. You get tough, toughen up. And over there in my yard, I took this little fucking shitty ass um, Lowe's picnic table that I've had for a few years. I, got it out of the way because I'm building a deck now in the spring. So I positioned it right under these evergreens. And I I dumped a friggin' pile, a bag 20 pound bag of uh, black sunflower seeds on top of it. So all those, all those uh, squirrels are going to come around and I don't mean them any harm but Bogey likes to chase them. So I put that out there baiting them and it's just far enough across the yard so they're going to have a, lo- a major sprint. Be like a friggin' 30-yard dash before. So, Bo, you might, joke freaking, might catch one of them. I don't know. See what he does. Um, <clears throat> okay, one more thing before I go in the house. So, uh, I talked to a patient yesterday, a very interesting woman. She's a psychotherapist. And I asked her what I thought was an interesting and uh, pertinent question given the season. I asked her what this to psych, the psychoanalysis for people who like over decorate their house, like the folks that are doing the uh, you know, that are trying to get on these shows, you, you like, fucking whole yard is like a display and it's interactive, people can stop. Why anyone would want people stopping in front of your house and you know, interacting, walking around your yard, getting in your way, in your space to look at lights, I have no fucking idea, I think it's, I mean, we have, I'm looking at a chainsaw carved bear with a Santa hat on it, and he's got a wreath, and we got some lights on our, on our hedges, and we got, you know, we got a nicely decorated house, I believe, but, uh, why the hell you'd want to have one of these crazy ass displays, I have no idea, and I do suspect that there is some sort of, it's like, it's attention-seeking behavior. You know what I mean? Um, and she wasn't. She didn't really have too much to say on that. She said, "Oh, maybe it's like if I really had to like patho- pathologize it, then it's probably um, you know like um, I don't know, trying to control something or um, you feel out of control. So you got to do something like this, something crazy. Narcissism. Who fucking knows?" but we did start talking about a very interesting woman she's pretty young and we talked I talked to her about that book I'm reading The Empath and the Narcissist wanted her two you know two cents on that and I said like how do you do it you know how do you said I'm I have to be an empath to be Dr. O you know taking care of people giving a shit listening to them, interacting with them in their personal space. So it's, I'm depleted a lot of the time at the end of the day, So, because you're giving so much, you know. And she goes, yeah, you know, that's the thing. I said, well, so how do you do that as a psychotherapist? What is your strategy to protect yourself, you know, make sure that you, you always have the stamina that you need to do your job? She said, well, I don't know how well I do that because... Her philosophy is that if she's going to be helping somebody with a problem, she has to get down in there with them. Which I thought oh, surprised me. She said that she worked um, detox down in this, in Philly. Um, I forget the you know the place, uh, the name of the town, but you know it if you heard it. It's just riddled right now with um, addicts, heroin addicts. Fentanyl, all that shit. And that was her, where she did her, like, internship or her, um, what is it called? Her residency or whatever the fuck it is. She, she had to work down there and do that. And she said it was about as bad as you could get. And I can only imagine, you know, the things she's seen and heard And, uh, I found that interesting. I said that that's very noble of you to, uh, to do that, you know, to be the type of person where, you know, she said some therapists believe that you need to create separation and you need to obviously, you know, you protect yourself and, um, but what she's saying is that in order to understand that person and really most adequately help them, she needs to be down in there with them, with the problem to really try to understand what they're, what they're dealing with and try to help them out. And that that can expose, leave her open, leave her exposed sometimes to, uh, you know, the consequences of that. But she said that, uh, also said that a lot of people, you know, people get in the, their line of work for, like she asked me how long I've been a chiropractor and how that happened and all that. said 18 years. She said she'd been doing hers for about eight but she said, um, you know, I want to help people, of course, but like many people in the psychological professions, you get into that area of study because you are interested in overcoming some of your own issues, you know, you want to understand those things better, and you, so you help people, but you're also helping yourself in the process, so it can be very thera- therapeutic. I've heard that before, and I think that's very interesting. But I was just surprised that, uh, you know, I always ask these people, are you like some sort, of, some sort of mental ninjury to sidestep any of the slings and arrows of people telling you their problems all day long? And that's what she said. And that's kind of what I do. I'm not a psychotherapist, but, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm right there with you. I can feel in your muscles, in your physical structure, what you're dealing with. What's on your mind? You know, how, you know, and there's me- physical manifestations of the mental challenges that people have, right? What muscles get tight when you're stressed out, right? Neck and shoulders. Well, there you know, many muscles. They increase their muscle tone. I feel, might be more sensitive to pain, uh, more irritable. So, I'm, my job is to calm people down and make them feel good. And so, in in process of that, uh, you're talking to them, you're listening. So I thought that was pretty cool. And so that's another, another benefit in my view. When I, uh, let's say I'm I'm trying to get going, uh, hitting the gym and then doing these cold exposures, which I feel completely euphoric right now and refreshed. I think they're a benefit. So, all right, well, love and respect I'm gonna go eat my lunch. I hope you're having a great weekend. Um, if you do do uh, the Wim Hof breathing, you can find it on YouTube. Just uh, proceed with caution. You know what I mean? Don't go in deep water. If you're uh, don't do dumb shit. If you're not prepared to pay the consequences. All right, love and respect. <laughs>